Hi there, I'm Heidi Higgins, and you are listening to K-12 On Learning, sponsored by Stride. If you have a teen in your home looking for a summer job, or perhaps an adult in your home is looking for a new career, today's episode is for you. Mastering the job interview requires some know-how, and we have two expert recruiters, Autumn Schiff and Julie Lowe, here to provide some direction and share some of their fun experiences on how to go about mastering the job interview. This presentation was part of Stride's Midwinter Mashup, a free online camp offered to anyone looking to be career ready. I'm going to provide the link to that in today's podcast notes. During this three-day camp, online attendees learned how to develop job preparation skills, interview techniques, and started preparing themselves for what Stride Career Prep President Dr. Sean McGalmont describes as a pandemic-proof career. I hope you'll download this episode and share it with your teens or anyone in your home looking for a bright future. Thanks for joining us today, and welcome to Autumn Schiff and Julie Lowe. We're so excited to be here today with you all and talk about interviews. I was a recruiter for many years with Julie Lowe. Over the years, we can tell you from our experience just how important everything is from how to write a resume to how to follow up with a good email. All of that is critically important in both your school and job prospects. For today, we're going to talk about interviews. And between the two of us, Julie and I have probably reviewed thousands and thousands of resumes and talked to hundreds, if not thousands of candidates in interviews. In fact, Julie interviewed me for my job that we had together. So she's taught me everything I know. So she has some really good information to share today. And I'm really happy to have her here with me. To start out, we will go over what you'll learn today. We're going to talk about the types of interviews that you might get and what to expect, preparing for your interviews, and the interview of Hall of Fame. So how to handle a few of the most common interview questions that you might get and how to handle them with ease and confidence. And also a really important aspect of interviewing is how to manage any interview anxiety you might have and putting your best foot forward. You have to start somewhere. Your first job might not be super glamorous, but it has a lot to teach you. My first job in high school, scooping ice cream at Baskin Robbins and Julie serving tables in a restaurant. And again, these weren't the most glamorous jobs, but we both feel looking back that we learned a lot from those first jobs. We learned customer service. We learned about follow through, perseverance and tenacity. So these are some of the things that you can learn from your first job. So don't ever underestimate whatever job you might have throughout your career. They all have a lot to offer. Before we get started on how to really interview and how to master what you're going to learn today, we just wanted to share a couple of fun stories about our first interview experiences and some of the lessons that we learned. My first interview, I wasn't prepared. I think my interview was at three o'clock that day and I didn't pick out an outfit until about two in the afternoon. Without realizing in high school, I didn't really have any professional clothes. I had some shorts and some jeans and t-shirts and I had to cobble together a somewhat professional outfit on the fly, which ended up being a pair of tights that I had left over in my drawer from when I was about 12. (laughs) And they were too small and I couldn't get them all the way up my legs. So I couldn't walk. I was like hobbling into my interview. It was very embarrassing. It made me very nervous. 
Consequently, I probably didn't interview very well because I was so distracted with not having the right outfit. Conversely, Julie, her story, and I'll let her tell you a little bit about this. She did prepare. She was dressed well. She made sure that she was put together, but she didn't do the rest of the research. So Julie, if you want to tell us your story. Great to be here. You guys are so much to learn. I had to learn the hard way, but mine was out of college. And I thought, oh, I got the degree. I got the interview suit, got the hair all right. The whole, all the whole shebang. I looked good, right? Time and I was ready. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I finished college. A lot of you may not, and that's okay too. But at the time, pharmaceutical sales was like the big thing when you got out of college. So I'm like, I'm going to apply for that. Travel, it's going to be exciting. I'll be sales. And so I got there and like one of the first questions they asked is, so do you know what WHO stands for? Which is World Health Organization. And in the farmer world, you know, drugs and medicines and all that, that's very important. And I didn't know, I didn't know anything about them. I didn't know their competition. I didn't really understand. And so I bombed the interview. I didn't get it. No surprise. I looked good, but I wasn't ready. So that's my example. You're always learning and every experience you go through is a learning experience. As you're going through these interviews and listening to some of the questions that we go over today, just remember it is a journey and it's a process. Even when you feel like you haven't been totally prepared for an interview, always take that as a lesson learned and carry it on to the interview you're in. I'm going to let Julie go over preparation because preparation truly is everything in an interview from <laughs> what you wear to the answer to, you know, getting there on time and not getting lost. It's all down to preparation. So I'll let Julie walk us through some of these key tips for preparing really being prepared is the key to it all. And go in a little nervous and you feel a little unsure about what's going to happen. A lot of those jitters will be taken away by your preparation. So the more you're ready, the better you're going to do, the more confident you're going to come across. Do your research and have that elevator pitch ready. Why do you want to interview with them? Who are they? What do they do? What do they make? Why is that important to you? And you can go on their website. You can ask people. Maybe your parents know somebody who works there. You There's lots of ways that you can get a little bit of information about that company and why you want to work there. Maybe your friends work there and you they're like, this is the coolest job ever. Okay, so ask them about it. And that's why you perhaps want to work there. So you want to do your research on the company. I think that that's important. Also, you can look up for the people that you're, you're going to be talking to. It's important. Who are you talking to? What's their position? Go to LinkedIn. You can look them up. It'll tell them all about their history, find common things. Where did they grow up? What did they do? What college did they go to? What are their interests? There's a lot of things you can do to understand who you're interviewing with also. But your research is, is really important. Look at the job description, if there is one for the job that you're looking at, whether it's an internship or a job, look at it and look at how it matches your skills. Maybe what you want to do, maybe you don't have those skills yet, but it's something you want to do. So look at that. Ask your friends, ask your family, look at their website. Lots of ways you can do that. And again, looking at the person that you're interviewing with is important to just understand them. The other thing you want to do on that is knowing where the place is that you're going to interview. You don't want to get lost. You don't want to be late. You don't want to be too early, but you don't want to be late for sure. So make sure you map out where am I going? How long is it going to take me to get there? Who's going to take me? What does it take to get into the building? Things like that. If you're doing an internship with a place that needs your ID, school ID, something like that to get in, just make sure you kind of know those things. So that's important. Do those things in advance. The other thing is, is just picking a place that's quiet. If you're going to be talking to somebody on a phone, it might be a phone screen. So someone's doing an interview on the phone with you, make sure it's quiet. 
You don't have the dog barking. You let your parents and family and siblings know, hey, I need some quiet time. I don't want to be interrupted. So that's really important to have that dedicated time for that interview. Practicing your interview, maybe with a mentor or a teacher or a friend, practice it out. Maybe it hasn't been a live interview yet, but the more you practice, it's just like any sport you're in. It's any show you're going to be in. You're going to practice that beforehand. So you kind of, the answers come quickly and you don't have to think too much about them. So map out those questions in advance. Practice. Pretend you're an actor. Pretend you're going to a game, whatever it is, practice it. And then again, setting that stage for what you're going to be, what you're going to be doing, whether it's quiet, if it's in the video, Oh, videos. You guys are so used to being on camera, not like us when we, when we grew up. You guys are doing Zooms and things all the time. Make sure that you are free from distraction and clutter. You want it to be clean and quiet when you're on a video. And we'll talk a little bit more about video, but video interviews, pretend you're there. You know, pretend you're in the space, in the moment, and the person's right across from you. Autumn and I've done lots of video interviews and I'll tell you, we could tell you some funny stories about people that didn't think about that. And they're hanging out on the floor while they're eating or whatever, and they've got a disaster behind them. So think about that. All of that is part of your brand and your presentation. Great. Thanks, Julie. Yes. Do we have some stories to tell? So <laughs> that's why we're, we're happy to help be here today to prevent anyone else from making some of those same mistakes. So depending on the kind of job that you're interviewing for, there are some common types of interviews that you'll encounter. If you're in high school and you're going for a summer job or Baskin Robbins job or Julie's restaurant job, you will most likely, you can maybe anticipate getting interviewed right there on the spot. So just know that that can happen sometimes. So Julie will go over some examples of that in a little bit. But if you're looking at summer internships at a company or a corporate office setting, some of the types of interviews that you should anticipate are... The first one being a phone interview. What that will often be is a quick 15, 20, maybe 30 minute call with someone over the phone. Sometimes it's going to be the HR manager, not necessarily the person who would be your boss. And what they're trying to do is just assess general fit. Are you the same person on the phone as you are on your resume. So did you go to the school that you said you go to? Do you have the kind of experience that you say you have on your resume? And can you talk about it with confidence? So it's a general sense of just your background and are you a fit according to what your resume says and what their job description calls for. Those are pretty casual, but they're the first step in the process. You have to take it very seriously because if you do well on your phone interview, then you'll often get advanced. Usually it's going to be a one-on-one -on -one interview, sometimes group interview. But a one-on-one -on -one interview, the name implies it's, it's you going into an office or a setting and sitting down across the table. Again, it might be with that same HR manager who did the phone call with you, or it might be directly with a hiring manager. A one-on-one -on -one in-person interview is is going to be a little bit more in-depth. They will ask you some of the same questions that you got in your phone interview, but then ideally they're going to go in a little bit deeper. They're going to start asking for specific examples. And we'll talk about some of those in our mock interview that Julie and I are going to do together. But you know, they may ask you, how do you handle a conflict in a certain situation? How did you overcome that? Give us an example of a project where you've excelled. Give us an example of a project where you didn't excel and what were the lessons learned from that? They're trying to get from those kind of questions is both how prepared are you? Can you answer these questions with confidence? Have you given it thought and consideration? 
But also, how do you handle situations where you're in a group environment or if something comes up that you weren't prepared for? Are you able to handle those kind of situations when they arise? And group interviews will become more common as you progress through your career because as you get more further along in your career, you will start working on teams and working on group projects and possibly across different offices. And so a common practice is for that hiring manager to bring in all of the team or part of the team of people you'll be working with to not only understand if you're a good fit for the job, there might be two to three, four people sitting around a table with you on one side, nothing to be intimidated about. It's not that they're trying to throw you a curveball in these group interviews. It's really that they want to make sure that the whole team or part of the team has a chance to talk with you and understand how how you all work together as well. So Julie is going to go over a couple of other types of interviews and assessments that are also going to be more common as you progress through your career. Right. So it really depends. I think on the type of interviews you all are looking at. If you are doing internships, they could be more in depth like these that we're talking about. If they're more like our first jobs that we had, whether they were at a bakery, I worked mine was a local bakery and Autumn's was Baskin Robbins or Hickory Farms. And we had all these funny jobs, but they were so great, right? They were so great as part of our process. But part of the interviews were very different than what we're talking about here. These become more so depending on the type of job you're, you're looking at. So the video piece, right? If you're interviewing at a local restaurant or something like that, you're likely not going to have an interview on video. But if you're doing an internship, you might. It's very much like any of your instructions you're probably having with school right now. It's you're on camera, they can see you. So again, as I mentioned before, make sure you don't have a mess behind you, that you are dressed properly pretend you're going in. I think that's one of the important things. You've got a group of people sitting around a table. That could be the case. It's an internship and it's a panel that they're looking at bringing somebody into this internship. It could happen. Uh, It could just be one-on-one. Everything still applies as if you were there live. Now, they're going to see you from here up. Make sure that you've got party on the top. I don't care if you got shorts on the bottom. That's fine, but this is what they're going to see. So, Make sure you are ready for it and you're prepared just like you would be. Eye contact, even though we're kind of looking at eyeballs, you know, you've got to just pretend that you're sitting across from somebody. So video is really important in that way. You do the best you can and make sure your technology and all of that is up and running beforehand. Test it out, sound, your your Wi-Fi, whatever it may be. Test it out with somebody else, with your friend or your family to make sure it works. So video, maybe not as common, but given COVID days, Could be. And all of this, I think when somebody mentioned about the scholarship, I think all of this could probably apply in the same way. Job interview, scholarship, very similar type of things. It's all about self-awareness and confidence, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I would imagine, and especially when you're talking about colleges, that you may be applying for a college or applying for a scholarship that is not in your hometown. And they will do a video interview, even even outside of COVID times. And so it's just, it's really good practice to get comfortable in front of a camera as things progress. Torchlight, where we work, we used video interviewing a lot. Even before COVID, we were doing a lot of Zoom calls and Skype calls with people. And so it's, it is, it's a really good thing just to know is out there and will continue to probably be more prevalent as, as time goes by. We're going to move on to assessments and tests. I hate to call them tests because I think if anyone has test anxiety, it makes you like, oh, we're having, I'm having a test. It's an assessment on a, a number of things that they look at. So skills and motivation and purpose, 
all of the things that, that an assessment might test you, if you will, are to see if you're a good fit, bottom line. Most of the time, there's no right or wrong answers when it comes to assessments. It sort of depends on the assessment itself. If it's a skill-based assessment, and that means how fast do you type or your spelling or grammatical errors, things like that, how well you write, those can be measured by scores. So that's more like a test. Other assessments that we use and I've used in all of my career, there's a number of them. You may have heard of Myers-Briggs. You may have heard of the DISC. D-I-S-C, tells a lot about your personality. We use something called the predictive index, and that talks about behaviors in a workplace. And again, no right or wrong answers. It's just kind of sees if it's the right fit for that particular job. Other ones, strength finders. You might've heard about strength finders. So there's a number of assessment. You might even do them at your school to kind of see where you're passionate about, where you want to your career to go, where you're stronger in some areas or more interested in others. So don't be afraid of them. They're actually wonderful to identify your strengths and areas that you can really capitalize on by communication. Are you introverted? Are you extroverted? A number of things that those, all of these assessments pull out. So don't be afraid of them should you get them. Again, that will happen more and more in your career. It's probably not super early on, but something to just be aware of. So some of you might have them, maybe you've already had them before. That's a little bit about assessments. Again, these are all things that you could encounter that you may not. We're just trying to give you the whole gamut here. I had assessments given to me for jobs. One was in high school, actually. So you, you, yep. you will get these sometimes and it can be, it can be really intimidating and you can think, oh my gosh, what are they trying to, what are they trying to unearth or what's the purpose of this? And it's a really good point, Julie, is that nothing to be afraid of. It's just something that some companies employ. Um, usually it's just to see where you fit best, where your strengths are and where they can best use you and how they can best give you what you need to be successful successful in a job. For a little real world advice that Julie can speak to just from what this past week or two is about her son. He's 19 and he's been going through interviews, trying to get his new job for this year. She's going to tell you a little bit about the steps and process that Matt took to get his new job just in the past week or so. Kind of applicable to maybe your age category. He, he's 19. We just moved to St. Louis in the middle of a global pandemic. Not super fun to move, but we lost all of our contacts starting fresh. He needed a job and it wasn't necessarily an internship. So some of you may be thinking, well, I don't have the contacts for an internship and I just want to go you know, be lifeguard or I, I just need a summer job. So any job is good. Any job is good. So He's at Panera. So that's, I mean, you guys have Panera uh, where you are. It started here in St. Louis. I didn't know that. And then Panera bought them out. So they are Panera. So how did he get a job without knowing anybody? Basically, he and I went around to a couple different places, knowing that he didn't ever have a job before. We had done a resume and you've learned how to do a resume through this, um, some of your classes. And, and he had a lot of lots of volunteer work, lots and lots of school stuff. And, and it was great. So we were able to put a resume together, but he, we went into a couple of different places and this is all in like a week, two week time. We went into a grocery store, another grocery store, went into Panera, went into a couple of restaurants and said, does this look like a good fit for you? Do you feel like you'd, you'd be comfortable here? So a lot of it was, that was our research, right? Went in, he goes, I like this setting. I don't like this setting. Okay, now let's go, let's get your resume and let's figure out. So then he went in. He was being persistent to go in there because he didn't really know, like, what's the process to, to get a job here? So he went in and he asked for an informational interview and talked to the manager. 
and just ask him or her, I'm interested in employment here. I'm wondering, what does it take to apply for a job? Are you hiring? The, the managers would give him a lot of information, but almost all of them said, you have to go apply online. Even if he had his resume, they'll take it. But they basically are like, you got to go online. It's part of our process. So he got the information he needed. He went home. He then applied online, attached a resume. And along with that, a little bit of a thank you note, right? Thanks for talking to me today. As you asked, I'm applying online. He applied online and then he waited. <laughs> he didn't get some responses. So he went right back and he said, Hey, I just wanted to follow up. Did you, did you see my application? Some of the time he got an interview right on the spot and they said, Hey, I have time right now. Let's talk right now. So be ready. It could happen. You could just be ready when you walk in. If you're going to ask for a, an on the spot discussion, they may say, sit down and let's talk about it. So they did. And within, I mean, really it was a week and a half. He had the job. He got the job because he came back. He came back. The other thing you can do is you could just call. Hey, did you get my resume? Did you did you get my application? I'm just following up. Researching, persistence, follow-up, all those things got him his first job. He was super excited. Walking out of Panera, pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And that's pretty much how I think my first job went. And it sounds like probably yours too, Julie, where you need to be prepared because someone might say, yes, sit down, tell me about what you do. And that's where that preparation is so key. And those elevator pitches, really getting that that elevator pitch concrete and set so you're ready to talk about it on the fly if someone asks. I would say the other thing is you have your resume, you have your elevator pitch, you know a little bit about them because you've been in and you feel like it's a good environment, but also they're going to ask you, especially if it's a place like a Panera or a restaurant or a store, something local like that, they want to know when you can work. So given all of your activities that you have, you know, have an idea of what your schedule is looking like. Well, so on Wednesdays and Thursdays, I'm not free, you know, kind of know that going in because if they feel you have your availability down, you're easier to hire because they know how they can fit you into the schedule. So keep that in mind too, as part of your preparation and, and research. Great. On to the really fun part of our presentation. Julie is going to ask me a few questions that for better or worse are questions that you can expect to get regularly. We've kept it to three for the sake of this mock interview. We're just going to start with three. I will start with answering in a way that might not be ideal. And then I will reverse course and try again. Uh, and then Julie will give a little bit of explanation about what could have been improved and why and how. I am ready, Julie. <laughs> okay. Okay, Autumn. So uh, keep in mind, there's so many questions that can be asked in an interview. Be prepared for as many as you possibly can. We're just pulling in a couple just to give you an example. Okay. Well, Autumn, thanks so much for coming in to see me today and your interest in the position. Why don't you start by telling me a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, I was uh, I was born in California and I grew up on the West Coast. So if I, you know, I love being outside. I love to ski and I love to play tennis and anything outside. I just love. That's just who I am. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that or not. I've got my little no button. I heard okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I didn't like that answer. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't love that answer. I didn't love that answer. I'm going to tell you in a little bit why I didn't love that answer. Let's try again. So, sure. Autumn, thanks so much for coming in. Why don't you start by telling me a little bit about yourself? Well, I really love to write and I love to research and I love talking with people. So 
part of getting to do all of that is being a part of the newspaper staff at my school. And so I get to do that all day long. And it's a really great aspect of my school career. And I'm hoping to take that experience and major in college, uh, maybe in journalism or a communications degree where I can really utilize all of those skills. Okay. I think Autumn did a much better job on the second go around. And the reason being on the first one, you want to tell, I want to know about you, right? As an employer, I want to know about you, but I don't want to know your whole life story, right? I don't want to know where you were born and the dogs and cats you have and, you know, everything about your personal life. What I do want to know about you is who you are, but what are you going to bring to this position to me? Tell me a little bit about more professionally, kind of keep the personal stuff a little bit out and keep it more professional when you're talking and concise. I've had people go on and on and on and on to the point you're like, I am out. I've tuned out. So keep it concise, keep it professional and try to keep some of your personal stuff out, tie it back to the job. Okay. Let's go for the second one. Okay, Autumn, how about you tell me about a group project you worked on at school and what your role was in that? Sure. Well, as I mentioned, I am on the newspaper staff at school, and part of that is putting together the annual yearbook, and it's a big group project. If you know how group projects are, there are always a lot of people who just don't pull their weight, so I end up doing most everything most of the time. I plan the project, I delegate the work, and put the final touches on it. All right, Autumn, in a minute, we'll go back into why I didn't think that was the best way to answer that one. So let's try again. All right, Autumn, tell me about a group project you've worked on at school and what was your role in it? Sure. So I'm on the newspaper staff at my school and every year we put together the yearbook, which is a big project that has a lot of moving parts and a lot of different pieces. And one of my roles is to make sure that a good plan is in place. So we each have our role and what my role is really as a project manager. So I compile all the needs that we're going to need for the yearbook and who's going to be responsible for each piece of that project. I usually do some of the writing uh, as part of the staff, but again, really I'm a project manager helping us all get the work done together on time. Great. So the difference is on the first one, Autumn was talking more so about almost whining, right? Like, oh, you know what it's like to be on a team and they don't pull their weight. I have to do it. I should play the violin, right? Because it's all this put upon her versus being a team player, right? So she's on a group. She doesn't have to necessarily be the leader. You know, everybody's not a leader, but great if you are, right? You know, you want to say that, but you want to talk about more the team aspect. Most jobs you're going to be working wherever you're going to be working, it's not all just about you. It's about how you get along with others, how you motivate others, how you work together as a team and you don't isolate yourself, take it over or be the only one working on it. It's very, I've rarely worked in a job where it wasn't about working with others. So it's super critical to what is your role in working with others, motivating others and all of us getting it done, or maybe even organizing, even if somebody maybe isn't pulling their weight, how did you motivate them to get it done or get it done collectively? Okay, let's go on to the next one. Most people will always say, oh, I hate this question. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from people. And and it's hard. It's a hard question. So let's talk about it. And we're going to give you the example so you can see it. it. It's one you likely will be asked. If it's not directly like this, it will be some way that they're pulling that out of it. So let's let's try it. Let's give Autumn a chance. Autumn, tell me a little bit about what is your biggest weakness? 
Well, you know, I have a lot going on. You know, I I tend to be a little disorganized because I'm just so busy, but somehow things just come together. I'm not sure, but it just, things end up happening. So. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no. Okay. We'll tell you why. Let's try again. Autumn, what is your biggest weakness? Well, I have a lot of projects that I'm working on all the time. And one way that I've been able to manage that is to keep very organized. So I keep all my projects uh, outlined in my notebook and I make sure to jot down important deadlines in a calendar uh, on my phone and uh, just really keeping organized and making sure that I'm you know, tracking all my projects is, is one way that I've been able to stay on top of everything that I'm working on. Okay, better. So the first one when she's talking, oh my gosh, she's basically saying, I'm a train wreck. I'm so disorganized. Somehow I get it done, but I don't know how I get it done. So (laughs) she's admitting that she's not the most organized person. That's okay. I know lots of disorganized people who are amazing workers. So it's more about recognizing that I'm not the most organized, but this is how I combat that, right? So it's, you can recognize whatever it is. I'm kind of messy. My desk is messy. I know everything is, or you would identify it, but have a solution, right? So the second example, she said she wasn't the most organized, but she had lots of tools to help her stay organized. So she didn't meet that missed deadlines and she got things in on time and done right. So she uses a calendar. She uses her devices, whatever it may be. She's self-aware, but she also has identified how she combats that. At the end of your interview, you should always be prepared to have some of your own questions, right, Julie? Yes. Autumn, we've had a great conversation and we've talked about a lot of things. What questions do you have for me? No questions. No questions. For the last time, no. Okay. No questions, huh? All right. Let's try again. Give her another chance. So I've asked you a lot of questions in this, in this time we've had together. What questions do you have for me? First of all, thank you so much for taking your time to interview with me today. I feel like I've learned a lot about the organization and the job. And I was just curious about next steps and what your timeline might be for filling this role. Great. Autumn did better the second go around because here's the thing. You never want it to fall flat. If there's crickets, and I've had it happen lots of times, and I ask, so what questions do you have for me? And they're like, I don't have any. I got it, right? How can you not? So now they may have answered every question you have, but just make sure you've got something, something in your back pocket to ask. You don't want it to fall flat. So have questions in mind. And even if you have a pad of paper and you have them handwritten, there is nothing wrong with referring to your notes, taking notes, having some things jotted down. You look prepared. So don't be afraid to do that. One thing that we didn't add is that as you get more comfortable in, in you know, your interviewing style and, and abilities, remember that you're also interviewing your company in a way. So you have to go in knowing, you were saying about Matt, Julie, when he walks in, is this, does this place look like it's going to be a good fit for me, both the environment and the culture and the team? So, you know, as someone who's interviewing for a job, those are things that you want to find out too. So it's not just the employer learning about you, this is your opportunity to learn about them as well, to make sure that it's a good fit for you. One of the questions you, you don't want to ask in your first interview, though, when I'm, we're talking about what questions you have, don't say, so how much does it pay? 
That's just one of the questions that's kind of taboo on your first interview, just so you know. That can come at a second interview or when it's appropriate. They may they may tell you what it pays, and that's fine, but don't, you know, that's just one question you don't want to blurt out right away. So the money's important, right? But it's not the most important thing. Right. Yeah. Good point. And another question that you probably don't want to ask right away is time off, right? Like when is my first vacation? (laughs) So those things will come and they are important to know, but certainly don't need to ask them in your first couple of interviews. Exactly. And last but not least, practiced, you've rehearsed, you've prepared, but you can answer all your questions perfectly if you don't present well. And this is a term that we used as recruiters. Like how, how does that person present? Even if it's on the phone, right? I can't see you, but I can hear you. So a lot of that, we'll talk about what, you, what we don't see, but what we hear is the tone of your voice. It's it's the way that you speak. It's it's the volume, all that if you're just on the phone. So you've probably heard people say smile when you talk. It makes a huge difference if you're on the phone. And if you smile, you sound happier. You sound a little bit more together. So think about that when you're on the phone too. But when you're in person, whether it's live or it's, it's on video, think about the way you're presenting. It's all about confidence and body language. So dress the part, brush your hair. Present, again, pretend you're going there live if this is on video. If you are going there live, if you're going to a, like my son had to go into Panera, he had to be put together. He wasn't in a suit, but he was put together. Depending on what your interview is going to look like, you want to show confidence. So the presentation, you can have every answer down perfectly, but if you're not presenting the confidence, that is part of your presentation. Your elevator pitch, your resume, everything about that is, is presentation. So your attire, you know, remember how Autumn said she had the tiny tights, make sure that you've got that laid out. What are you going to wear? What are you going to wear that's clean, pressed, not wrinkled, put together your body language. So again, if you're on video and you're all slouched back and not paying attention. You want to sit up straight forward as best eye contact as you can. Same with this. If you're in person, I can remember a number of <laughs> interviews pre COVID when everything was in person. It really is all about the way that you project yourself. I can remember interviewing a young person one time who he literally was sitting way back. This is live. And he had his phone and he was texting while he was interviewing, leave the phone. If you can't, you know, it's buzzing or whatever it is. If it's, if it's distracting you, Leave it in your backpack, leave it in the car, leave it at home if you don't need it, but turn it off. That's, it's super important. I know how hard that is because we're all addicted to our phones, but make sure it's turned off so, so that's not there. Fidgeting, fidgeting with your fingernails, your hair, twirling your hair, chewing gum. Oh my gosh, please don't chew gum during an interview. I literally had somebody have a mint in their mouth. And this was one Autumn probably remembers. It was an in-person interview and he was twirling it around in his mouth and it spit out on the table. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so I'm just saying, don't put a, you know, gum and mints and all those things in your mouth. Just try to avoid that. Um, don't crack your knuckles, you know, those kinds of things that little habits that we might have, especially when we're nervous, just to be mindful of. So presentation is, is really important after your interview, whether it's in-person video or telephone, a thank you note goes a long, long way. Email is fine. You don't have to write a note and send it in the mail or all that. But if you've got their information and try to get a business card or some form of contact of the individual, sending that email, a very brief thank you goes a long, long way. And I know Autumn and I have interviewed lots and lots of people and we look for that. And our employers, our clients, they look for that and they literally haven't hired people because they didn't send a thank you note. So 
keep it in mind if it's appropriate for the right interview to send a thank you. Well, on that note, Julie, I would like to thank you and thank all of you who joined us. Hey, I applaud you guys for so as young as you are when I was your age, I was not doing all this. I am just so impressed by all of you taking the initiative to learn and, and try to get out there and get some jobs. And I'll tell you, it's like kissing frogs, right? Your mom's going to say, you got to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your right prince or princess. You're going to have to do a lot of job interviews and have a lot of jobs you love and hate in your career before you find the sweet spot. So good luck to you all. Thank you for listening to K-12 on learning sponsored by stride to learn more about online public schools powered by stride k-12 our stride career prep programs that foster lifelong learning or any of our private school or individual course offerings please go to stridelearning.com or k12.com remember to subscribe to this podcast and feel free to leave us a good review we hope you'll join us next time for k-12 on learning